Welcome to another episode of Chat and Chill with Super Hill. I am Dr. Trell Hill, Superintendent of Windsor Public Schools, and I like to say welcome. Today I have with me a very special guest. We have our very own Office of Family and Community Partnerships Coordinator, Ms. Christina Morales. Ms. Morales, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here with us? I am. Super excited. You guys got to see this big smile. She's just like (laughs) glistening in the sun here, looking at me like, I don't know what he's going to ask me. She's nervous, but it's okay. We're going to have a good time. It's been a while. I've missed you guys. I hope you've missed us. So, Christian, we'll just jump right into it. Um, First, give us an overview. What is the Office of Family and Community Partnerships? What isn't the Office of Family and Community Partnership? Uh, So this office brings together um, our families and our schools and our teachers to build trusting, lasting relationships across the district. Um, We really want a thriving community, not only uh, teacher to student, but also uh, families to schools. Uh, parents to teachers, uh, parents to students, teachers to parents. Um, And so we bring a number of different strategies that are being implemented across the country into our district. We find the one that best fits for us and uh, we knock it out. Um, So there's tons of programs that we're doing right now. Uh, Two in particular that I really, really, really love uh, is our parent-teacher home visit and our watchdogs programs. So dads matter. They matter. Um, And we want to make sure in this district that our dads are elevated um, and they are giving back and that our young people can see our dads uh, in these classrooms helping out, just like they've seen their moms for centuries in the school buildings. Also, our parent-teacher home visits is really an opportunity for our teachers and our parents to almost like speed date, really get to know each other in an authentic way that they wouldn't normally get to know each other in a safe space in their home, in the library, on the town green, at the coffee shop. But it doesn't only, um, it's not exclusive of just, you know, the parents. It's also inclusive of grandma and grandpa and uncle and auntie. Um, and just seeing the different cultures and the beauty that we have across this community where teachers can then see their students and their families differently. And those are the two programs that I just absolutely love implementing. I love the fact that we have, you know, consistent teachers. We got a good handful of teachers that love to do this work. I had one teacher uh, over at Sage Park, Emily, who (laughs) I think she did over 30 visits this past year because she just wanted to make sure she tapped into every single family member. Uh, And so, you know, it just really um, drives me and motivates me when teachers really want this for them and for their students. So I'm going to, I want to flesh that out more and I'm going to go backwards in a minute. But first, staying with the visits. So I've, my career has spanned 31 years now and I've uh, been in, uh, urban is like the new term to me. I've been in a big inner cities twice and home visits were like a regular course of action for us, right? We just, my, I remember when I started teaching in Newport News, Virginia public schools, um, that first week I showed up, the week before the students, my principal said, here's your list of students, about 125 kids on the list. You need to go visit all their homes before school starts next week. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm going to do because that's what my boss told me to do. Right. Um, so the home visits here, I never... 
pictured home visits to be an integral part or a necessity in a suburban community like Windsor. I know folks get us confused when they see all these black and brown faces in Windsor, but it is very much a suburban community. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have public housing except for the small space for the elderly. Mm -hmm. So it's not where I grew up. I grew up in the inner city for real with real projects. Me too. Um, So, right, home visits was kind of like that missionary work in the city. Yeah. So why are home visits important in a suburban town like Windsor? I don't think in any town, I don't think it matters in any town, um, but it's really important in our in in the town of Windsor because regardless of where you go, there's still a disconnect. There's still this like fear when teachers have to have uh, a conversation with families and vice versa. Like families sometimes just don't feel safe because of other experiences that they may have had in other districts that come along with them. So they have their own traumas in other settings. Um, And so it's really important to establish that relationship and to create a culture that's going to be supportive of one each other. So families have assets, teachers have assets, students have assets. Um, And the more assets we can bring into a classroom, the more successful I believe a classroom will be, which and then will have that domino effect. Your school will be more successful, more vibrant because there's more trust um, within each party. Um, I think it's just truly important no matter where you go, where you implement this parent-teacher home visit. um, It just builds, it just builds a culture where people respect one another and that you can have these authentic conversations without pointing fingers. And that's a tier one uh, component in our district is our parent-teacher home visit model. It's truly something that um, belongs in every single district across the nation, not just in Windsor. So what what do they do? Like, no big educational terms, no, um, <clears throat> you know, technical terms from that genre. What do they do? Like, they're going to go visit people. I know what I did, but what do they do with family? So a teacher goes away from the school and meets the family, whether it's at their home, as you said, in a park, at a library, wherever they're comfortable. What are you looking for them to do when they meet up? To be authentic, the same way we are right now, um, to learn about each other. The purpose is really to find out what the hopes and dreams are of a family. Um, To for teachers to really hear what families have to say about what they want for their kids. And don't start crying on my show. No. This um, ain't no crying show. This ain't no kind of that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it really is. It's a teacher making a phone call saying, Hey, you know, I don't know what I don't know, but I would love to get to know you in a different space and place. Um, so that we could set the tone for the school year and really start things off really well. And then once that happens and the parent is like, yeah, you know, I don't really know about this. uh, The teacher can also just be like, hey, you know what? Let's meet in a place where you feel safe. Whether that's, if that's not in your home, that's okay. How about we just go to the bean? How about we just go to the library? Um, Let's meet on the green. Um, Wherever that meeting place is, no matter what, it's an opportunity for them to really start that 
relationship and that real talk um, and getting to the bottom line. Like, what are your hopes and dreams for your child? What do you want for your child to accomplish this year? How can I help them get there? How can you help me get them there? Um, I think that that's what the real conversation needs to be. And um, I feel like us in this district, we I feel like we can get there. Uh, but we need to step outside of our comfort zone. And we really need to just do it. You know, like the commercial Nike, just do it. Like that, mm, just do it. 30 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's still it around. Still works. <laughs> <laughs> so... Thank you for that. Because uh, I, as I think about my visits, like I said, there was no training. I just had a principal say, go do it. Right? Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the idea is, I love what you were saying, right? And, and I feel your passion. To get to know families, because too often, and it's not a Windsor thing, right? I think this is an education thing. We educators, we educators, so I'm not pointing the finger. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my own chest because everything starts with number yeah. one. We make a lot of assumptions about families. You we know, do. we see a kid in a class and, oh, you know, too often, you know, we're, we're quick to say, oh, they must not care about their kid's education or mm-hmm. they don't come to this. But we don't really know everyone's story. Mm-hmm. Right. I like this current age and era that we're in um, <clears throat> when we're more uh, mindful, should I say, of people or we're trying to be. And we talk about being in a, in a certain space and uplifting certain things you know so again as we said both of us said at the beginning of the show we know where we came from Mm -hmm. right i thank god for the blessings but i i didn't start here and this was not a world i had dreamed of then but it's nice to know that you know my teacher knew my mom Mm -hmm. right and my teachers did know you know my my mother um and they be in a church together um, they'd be in a grocery store. They'd be shopping and spending money somewhere. And mom was like, oh, I saw Miss So-and-so. Or I saw this one. I saw that one. They were talking about you. And that continues to this day. I'm 54 years old. And my mom would run into, you know, former educators and say, like, how's that boy doing? Right? <laughs> and so they, it's it's nice to know that that relationship has lasted all these years. But I know that because of the relationship that the teachers had developed with my mother, Things are very different in school. Sometimes they were a little too close, like another aunt or something, (laughs) but I get it, right? So that relationship was different. And I think it impacted me. I don't think folks think of it that way, right? They always think of it kind of like uh, this semi-transactional, but mostly one way. Mm -hmm. But the relationship with the teacher and the parent, in my experience in education, creates a different relationship with the teacher and the student. Mm -hmm. Because I know your parent, your grandma, your auntie, your tia, your tio, right? Mm -hmm your abuela, Mm -hmm. because I know that person, you are less likely to act a fool in my classroom, Mm -hmm. to use technical terms, Yep. right? Because you're like, yo, they will get to my abuela real quick. Mm -hmm. And then here come the chancleta, (laughs) right? Like it's going to happen. And so when you look at somebody and say, I know your mama, I know your daddy, right? It's different. And so that, it's almost like bringing back that one room schoolhouse vibe. Yeah. Right? In the community, like the teacher is fully ingrained yeah. and invested and enmeshed in the entire community. So you don't the kid doesn't have the space to act outside of how they were raised, to use the vernacular that we all grew up with. Act like you got some manners and like you got some home training because that teacher can say something to someone and there's going to be an immediate response 
because the parent now or the grandparent has a relationship with the teacher and they trust them. I think that's the underlying word. There's a trust there. When you talked earlier about trauma is because I believe in a lot of situations, um, parents, particularly folks of color, have not had a positive experience in school environments. So they develop a distrust or some kind of a guarded attitude towards schools. And it doesn't go away or dissipate. It continues with their children. So their first response when teachers or school people call about their kid is like, well, what did y'all do to my kid? Right. You know, that used to not be the case, but it is, right? Right or wrong, that's what it is. And so I think these home visits have definitely been a tool to start breaking down these walls and these barriers. Absolutely. You know, even um, I'm glad you had that experience with your mom and other teachers. I didn't have that experience. Uh, I was born and raised in Hartford, went through all Hartford schools, graduated from Hartford High. Um, I won't say what year, but I did not have um, my parents did not have foundational relationships with their teacher, but my teachers. And I think I was successful in graduating because uh, I grew up in the midst of the 90s where there was a lot of gang activity. And um, I think I was successful in graduating, not because um, my parents didn't want to be involved or engaged or do something. They just, uh, it wasn't a part of our culture to be in the mix in classrooms. We had this barrier and this line that we wouldn't cross as our Puerto Rican people. Our, we just wouldn't um, disrespect the teachers and what they were doing. We wouldn't question any of it. Um, and so the culture is shifting for that population now. I mean, I worked in Harper for a while and even at like uh, some of the schools that I worked in, a lot of um, in the Frog Hollow area, a lot of the families would always show up. And that's because they wanted to be invested in their kids' education. They just didn't know how. And then when they started those relationships with the teachers at these schools, it was like you could not keep the parents away. The school was like so vibrant with families in there all the time, making sure teachers had what they needed, um, putting the pressure on other people to make sure that teachers had what they needed, bringing in sancocho, <laughs> bringing in coffee, like Arroz con candules. Um, no. <laughs> they, you know, so they, and anytime there was an event, they were, they were doing everything. And that's just, that's what I want for Windsor. Like, I just want that same vibrancy. You know, these are schools that belong to the community. These are schools that belong to the families. They should feel okay going in and out of the buildings. Um, of course, you know, making sure we're all safe and using the proper safety um, procedures that we're supposed to but that there's vibrancy and that teachers man, teachers don't have to do this by themselves. There's a whole community here that's ready and willing um, to support our teachers. And I think that parent teacher home visit brings that home. So <clears throat> I will close this part out um, saying I, I just couldn't agree more. And I want the, the listening audience to know how Dr. Hill feels about your office and your role. So for me, it's very important. This is beyond the next thing or a catchy thing. Um, very much like the SEL work that we're doing. This is not, I don't do fads, guys. I don't do wait till next June, it'll be a new thing, right? Like I stick with it. Uh, I fully agree with Ms. Morales. When you connect with the families as a principal in Hartford, um, so my experience with her hometown, uh, the parents you know, initially came as I started a new school, High School Inc. 
and they had that, you know, the kind of guarded thing going on and hands up and every little mommy wanted to like come off a little snappy. Right. <laughs> and, and I talked to him like, girl, you don't know me. You don't know me. And I don't know what you're snapping for. So if you want your kid educated well and taken care of, I'm, I'm the best things ever happened to your child. And I would say it like that. And very quickly we developed the relationships. Um, so much so they were angry at me, and I mean angry when I left to come back to Windsor, but I understand. Um, I even brought parents with me overseas, because our school, mm-hmm. we, in our program, I, I built it that way. We traveled to uh, London to see the financial markets and Lloyd's of London, <clears throat> um, our insurance uh, partners from the states who had offices over there. Yeah, we and did so that uh, in I, our nonprofit, yeah, too. I took parents, we right? We brought so, kids to China, New York, yeah, wherever. You yeah. take parents with you yeah. overseas, it's amazing. Right, I think of one mother, right, her son was embarrassed to death. You know, she and I are on the London Eye, and, you know, Pharrell's song Happy was big at the time. <laughs> so we're doing Happy, and all the kids, like, lean against the bubble glass as the, <laughs> the eye is moving, looking at us. And he's like, that's my mother and my principal. What's wrong with them? And I still have the video, right? So I got evidence, right? right. Uh, she had a great time. She had never been to Europe, mm. you know, and... We were able to help make that happen, um, myself with the business partners, and she chaperoned. And, you know, so I know she and her son have an experience that not everyone in the inner city gets, single mom, mm-hmm. right? I just was happy that I was able to help do that and get, you know, an opportunity for her son and she to do something so different, right? And it, and I know, because I, I followed up, it's changed the, traje- uh, the trajectory of lies for both of them, mm-hmm. right? Like she sees the world differently. Differently, yeah. Um, she was very mad when I said I was leaving, but you know, she went off on me. I understand, though, right? She, she loved me. I love her. That's right. So um, back to the the watchdogs, right? And the fathers. So say some more about the watchdogs and any problem, any programs that you have um, with the fathers, because as a father, I absolutely believe this is important. Um, I get caught in a funny situation because my children. Uh, two older ones have gone through the Windsor Public Schools, and the last one is in high school right now at Windsor High. So my children feel like I'm at stuff, not enough, or I'm at stuff too much. And then they're like, well, you're not really there for us. You're there for the whole district. Or, <laughs> like, <laughs> Who I you can't represent win. today? Right, right. I'm sitting in the auditorium, <laughs> and you know, when I was vice principal, my, my daughter's like, well, you weren't there for me. You were there for the whole school. I'm like, how do I say I'm here for my daughter, right? Like I'm, I'm in the auditorium, I'm looking, I'm clapping. But I know it's important that they see their dad. As they get, my two older ones are starting to see the importance of it now, right? My young one, like, she's like, that's that's my father, the superintendent. Like sometimes I want to know him when he walks around. Other times I don't want to know him. <laughs> I'm used to it. But say more about dads being involved and being in the schools. Yeah. uh, So there's tons of research. I won't get into the minutia of that, but there's tons of research out there. Um, and it, and it tells you that, you know, dads, um, are reflected in this light that they don't show up enough. So particularly dads of color, uh, particularly dads of color. Yeah. Uh, and I think, um, what was great back in like July of 2019, when I came into this district, one of the principals had seen a presentation. One of the principals here in Windsor had seen a presentation I did uh, when I was in a former district around this similar type of program. And she was like, we need this program in this district. And I said, I have no problem bringing this program into the district. I love this program. I really, truly believe that families matter and dads matter. And when dads show up, it's just a 
it's just different. It's just different. Education, we know, is is dominant dominant um, by women, about, dominated about by women. Roughly 86%. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, you either can, you see men like either in their security positions, um, phys ed uh, teacher, um, you know, uh, or custodial staff, right? And we want to set the, we want to set the tone that there's more to our careers and our dads than this, those three settings in our school system. And so when she ever said that, I was just like, all right, let me make this happen. Um, it took a little time because when we first launched, not even a month later, COVID hit, and then we had to put a, a whole pause on all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we first launched at OE, and Principal Gruber was like, you know, what are we doing? And I was just like, we're just letting it happen. Um, and I'm a very, like, free, let it flow how it needs to flow type of person um yeah I had my OCD moments but um it did and we had 85 dads with kids no moms I think it was me and the family resource center coordinator were the only female in that room and it was beautiful the kids were doing activities with their dad eating pizza They were engaging. Other dads were talking to each other. So it's almost like, you know, Thanksgiving dinner is what I was looking at. Um, And it brought so much peace to me that, you know, our dads show up. And this is is everything that people say it's not. Um, And so, you know, it it was great to reestablish the relationship with the national organization. Watchdog stands for Dads of Great Students. Um, and, um, when we were back full in schools and you had ever said, no, we doing this, like how we did before COVID hit, we full in, including our families, uh, for purpose. And the purpose of the watchdogs program is really to provide an extra set of eyes and ears, um, to support classrooms, how teachers need that support, um, you know, Gianna Gill, our communications list, has done a really phenomenal job of capturing our dads sitting on floors with manipulatives, working with teachers. And it's just a really dope feel to see what our dads bring. And they come from all walks of life. Like I had a, a dad at uh, JFK who was working at ESPN. And he's like, you, he said to me one time when uh, JFK recently launched theirs, He said, you know, I appreciate how you're bringing uh, equity into our district, into our schools, by including us, us dads, uh, to be a part of your initiative. And that was that was like pretty I was not expecting any of that. But he was like so dope about it. Like he was just like, you know, thank you. Um, And so and, you know, we have teachers who sign up. So the, the way the program works is we do a launch. Um, we invite dads for pizza night. Um, and uh, dads show up in the numbers that they show up. Um, and then we ask teachers to sign up if they want dads in their rooms. We create a schedule for them, whether it's a full day or a half day. They come in. 
Uh, we recently launched and extended this in the middle school and the high school. Um, you saw it. You wanted it, Dr. Hill. Uh, and when you ask, I do every every piece of me will deliver as much as I possibly can. It's slow going at the middle and the high school. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's because, you know, parents kind of drop off on the engagement piece in the middle and the high school. And so I was really happy to try to get this going at those two locations. So I want to add in here though, like, so I'm always looking at like, where's our responsibility, right? As a school system. And so as you were talking, I'm thinking like, yep, it looks good at the elementary schools. And we had a, a kind of a, like a, flare up I'll call it at the middle and high school right people were excited because mm -hmm. we had folks out there we had lots of dads mm -hmm. eating pizza yep um at the initial launch yep. but um roughly think, 90 dads think, between right. both schools and so things have kind of fizzled mm -hmm. and I'm only going to look at what we can control the school side so I've talked to a few dads um some of them have shown up in my coffee talks and shared that you know like the structure wasn't there um they initially were told one schedule then they didn't. They weren't told a schedule. They were told wait. They were going to hear from the school where they were going to go. Um, no matter what all the reasons are, it's it's something again that's important to me, and we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So the dads out there listening, I don't want you to think that we've given up on this program at the secondary level. We have not. Um, things are a little they're a little different uh, and difficult when you're at the secondary level, right? Because there's the, we like the term in education pushback, but I'm not concerned about that. We're going to push through and we're going to make it happen because your your presence, Daz, is just as important at the secondary level as it is at the elementary level. Even if your kids, like my kids, that's why I shared at the beginning, my kids like, oh God, our dad is here. <laughs> they kind of feel stuck. Like, why does our dad have to work for the district that we're in? They only like that until they ask me for money when I walk by. So uh, then they don't, <laughs> then they're like, oh, that's my dad. I'm happy it's my dad, right? So we're going to make it happen. We're going to keep working on the kinks and, and work out the bugs. And it's, it's going to thrive because I look forward to it. And I remember the excitement of the guys uh, at the middle school and at the high school those two evenings. And yeah. I, I want to see the dads in the classrooms. And I know even some of our staff are nervous and our administrators are nervous, right? I understand that. That's, that's realistic. But we're going to work through that and work past that and we will see these programs thriving all the way. And again, these are things that are important to me as a superintendent, and I'm not a fly-by-night person. So if I start something other than making tweaks to make it better, it's not going to go away. So we're going to continue. So that's cool. Um, something that we did last year to start the school year off, and I'm going to give you the credit. I know I threw the idea out there, but... You know, as, as she said, Christina is that person. I will say a lot of things. And she's like, I got it. I'll do it. Uh, I'm glad because I got a whole lot of ideas. Um, oh but I wanted to do a uh, back-to-school event that would bring the whole town together. I do understand for a number of years, schools have done their individual events to, to welcome students and staff back. Um, I want to be clear here on this uh, podcast. I have not stopped that. I have not encouraged administrators to stop that however i'm going to kick off every year as long as i'm superintendent with a block party i know in the suburbs that might not be a common term but uh in the inner city it's a common term <laughs> right so block parties quick definition for those y'all that don't know we basically get permission from the police and the people <laughs> in the town or the city to block off vehicle traffic 
for a certain section of a neighborhood. So it could be from corner to corner. It could be a few streets in a neighborhood, but it's blocked off. So cars and trucks and anything else that normally travels the road can't go down there. So now that means the street is safe for kids to run around and play. And you usually have a DJ or two mm-hmm. playing music loud, right? Um, I ain't going to tell you all that in Brooklyn. We might be hooking up, getting electricity from the light pole. But I'm just <laughs> trying to give you all some context. Watch a movie. You might pick all that up. But we have outlets here in Windsor. So <laughs> uh, you invite different vendors and artists and you know, it could be a talent show going on. So there's plenty of food and fun and face painting and all those kinds of things, right? Because that's the stuff that brings communities together. So that was my idea last February in a meeting. And I watched most of my folks look at me on the screen like, what is he talking about? And Christina said, I got it, boss. I'll do it. I didn't ask her any more questions when I asked for an update. A couple months later, she was like rattling off, boom, 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 boom. And in August of last year, 2022, right? It's 2022. Yeah. Because it's 2023. She's looking around like, what year is it? She lost track of the years, y'all. That's a shame. (laughs) Y'all pray for her. Um, It was 2022, right? The start of school year. We had our first block party for the town of Windsor, and it was held jointly between Sage Park, but mostly on the grounds of Windsor High School. Um, You want to share some of the things that you had put in place? Because I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, It was crazy planning that. I was like, okay, I got to make this everything for everybody, even our little babies. Um, So what we did, we we partnered with the fire department, and they had their – trucks come out and they gave the kids rides up and down on their fire ladders. We had two DJs. We had um, limited food. <laughs> I'll work on that this year, y'all. Um, she didn't believe me, y'all. That's why she's I saying that. She didn't believe know, me that if we do it, they will come. You know, I you know, I talked to food services and I was like, hey, you know, I know you've done these for the school events, what's roughly the number? She said the number. She says, Chrissy, I don't think it's going to, you know, happen any more than that. And I was like, all right, we'll go with that number. We were out of hot dogs in the first five minutes. I was like, man, failed there, but uh, we'll make it better. Uh, you know, so I have tons of really cool ideas for this year. I always want to up my game every single year that we do this. Uh, so we may have some food trucks. I don't yeah, know. I had, I had requests for some other food. <laughs> You know, um, like people, it's funny when you start something, right? Then people get on you, right? Because it's your idea, but now they want to throw in all their pieces. So I had an immediate request for uh, some Spanish food. And I was like, cook it and bring it. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, no, that was the person I talked to personally. I would take the food home. Right. Just joking. Right. But we will make sure it's done appropriately for mass consumption. But yeah, we yeah we, we had are vendors. looking forward to it again, yeah. right? It's I enjoyed the music, right? Because it just took me back to uh, my childhood, and every summer I grew up in Springfield, Mass. When I moved there from Brooklyn, but every summer I was back in Brooklyn all summer long, and I knew my summer was over when we had the block party on St. Mark's Avenue mm. between Saratoga and Hopkinson in Brownsville, and. I would enjoy that incredible day with the community, 
the food. My grandfather's cooking ribs and other fathers are cooking ribs and chicken and hamburgers and hot dogs and the ladies is doing everything else in the kitchen. Everybody forehead got the pretty hair sweating to the side, <laughs> towel on the shoulder. Y'all know about that. That's real cooking, right? <laughs> Kids running around. We playing stickball, skelly. We just had a great time. And the DJ is blasting the music from the light pole. So I wanted that. And the feedback I heard, and I thank you and your team for coordinating and moving forward. The feedback I heard, even with the hot dog shortage, right? <laughs> And the ice cream rebellion, oh, right? Because we was running out of everything. That, let me just, Christina don't want to say it. She thought only 400 people were going to come. So I'm really just calling her out all on the podcast, right? <laughs> we got 3,200 students, right? And about six, 700 staff. So she said, well, only 400 people are going to show up. I know. Well, she was wrong. We ran out of backpacks. We were right? running out of everything. So, I already started planning. I there already started. People, I done my research. People know when there's something good. Yeah. I actually heard from people in other towns and cities around us. <laughs> They're like, yo, when you having that community <laughs> back to school? <laughs> I'm like, it ain't uh, your community. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, oh, not trying funny. to be mean to anyone listening to the podcast. I enjoy your viewership <laughs> and listening or listenership. But, um, yeah, our back-to-school event is our back-to-school event. Right. So if your kid don't attend one of the six Windsor Public Schools, could you stay back? Because the hot dog shortage, we cannot have that again, okay? I'm just saying. You know, I might give you an ice cream cone, but you got to walk away. You got to walk away. So, And it was also a dunk booth. Yeah. They tried to get me to do that. I told him I've... Um, he said no, y'all. I reached a, yes, I've reached a different <laughs> level in my career. Um, I was the dunk booth teacher all the time when I was in Newport News, Virginia, so, yeah, no. But the uh, high school came through. They did. Our administrators at the high school came through, and the kids was loving that. And then we had bounce houses. We had the Boy Scouts bringing out some um, some activities. We had all of our schools represented. Um, we had tons of donations from the community at large, Kiwanis Club. Uh, we had yeah, they were, Lions were they, were Club. They cooking? Who was cooking? Kiwanis? Uh, or, the, or the Lions or the Rotary? Uh, somebody was cooking over there. Somebody was cooking. I don't remember who. Because I, I ain't getting um, one of them burgers either. But we had tons of uh, folks coming in. And even just to prepare our backpacks. So we had gotten so many supplies. They came to LPW, stuffed all the backpacks for the kids. We had maybe <laughs> 400 backpacks. Um, and so, you know, United Way gave donations. And so we're looking forward to our future partnerships and really leveling up. Um, I agree. And I appreciate the community support and we're looking forward to your continued support. It was, it was a big deal. I will say that I've had, um, some, some people ask me about the individual school uh, events. And as I told them, I have not told principals to not do that. They can, they can do it on a different day. You don't have to do it the same day that we do it, but I think it's important that we kick every school year off with a unified effort um, across the entire district. Agreed. And also, I will say that each school was represented there with their T-shirts. So, you know, parents did get to come and see their respective school uh, staff members and, their, and the students could talk to the teachers and talk to the administrators. And overall, everybody just had a good time. They and, did. And I, I got feedback really cool. from the teachers and they were like, this was so amazing. It was so much fun. And I'm happy that I was able to, you know, set that off, even for the teachers, you know. And um, so I appreciated all their help. They were willing to volunteer. I got to call her out again. She was crying that day, too. <laughs> Girl, just be crying. Like, 
all the time. I'm like, yo, you did a great job. <laughs> Goodness, eat a hot dog. Ain't no more. <laughs> Get an ice cream man. So I say, well, they just keep walking. The ice cream right. man left. The right. ice cream man the Ice cream man wasn't coming. He was going. Oh, <laughs> so, man. That's but funny. You, it's, so I hope you guys are hearing uh, not just the, the fun, but the seriousness of the work that's being done by this office. Um, as Christina said, she will do whatever needs to be done. I need our families to hear that. Uh, I need community partners, businesses, organizations all to hear that. Um, we need your support. We desire your support. She's doing more than what I would consider uh, family involvement, you know, where we want people in my definition is, you know, we just want people to come in and do something when we call them versus the full engagement, which means that they feel like there's a partnership and a joint ownership of what's going on. Right. So we want folks engaged here in Windsor. It's, it's your district. You're, you're the taxpayers, you're the citizens, you're the, the corporations it's your school district, and we're producing our future, so we all need to have our hands um, in there. Yeah, so, work together. Are there any uh, closing thoughts that you have? Um, yeah, so on Tuesday, we are honoring um, all of our volunteers, our families who have come into the Tuesday school the building. Date, oh, yeah, so Tuesday, April 25th, uh, we're doing that from 6 to 8. Um, and it's by special invitation. So for those uh, families who have come in, Did I get an invitation um, to volunteer. It's on, it was on your calendar okay. back in October. I got a special invitation. <laughs> back in October, um, and we're really excited about that. Um, it's really an important night. Um, I have a special guest keynote speaker. You'll be doing welcoming remarks. Um, I can't be keynote. I'm just going to be like, hi, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're really honoring all of the hours that our families have put in. Uh, when, you, when I looked at our database, we track all of our volunteers and the number of hours and what they're volunteering for. Um, one person put in 188 hours. One person put in 188 hours. And that was through multiple things. It could have been PTO. It could have been, you know, setting up for an event, all sorts of things. So our Family Resource Center coordinator, shout out to them, um, because when I'll be like, hey, let's make this happen, they're like, what do you need us to do? Um, how do we need to do it? Uh, we've been planning for the last two months, every week, meeting together. Uh, I've been um, releasing the cord and allowing them to take on leadership roles, planning, um, and it's it's the stuff that they're coming up with is amazing. Uh, the theme is planting a seed of kindness. Um, and so we're really excited about that. Uh, soon we'll be able to put out the number of hours our families and volunteers, other volunteers have um, committed to our district this year. And I think that once we set that tone um, and get the word out there, uh, I really could see things blossoming in a way. Get it? Planting the seed, blossoming. I'm pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell yourself that kind of kills the whole I'm thing. <laughs> I'm pretty good. <laughs> Normally, I can't. I can't do, pull it together. Look, stick to bringing people together. Right. That, that ain't your, that ain't your right. thing. <laughs> you tell me that all the time. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Do your part. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be able to share the number of hours once we tally all those up. Um, but we have three honor honorees um, in our 
well, we have multiple honorees, but for those who have contributed across the district uh, the most hours, um, and one of our awards uh, is being dedicated to a dad uh, who passed away uh, during COVID. Um, mm. So in his honor, um, we will be uh, honoring um, another adult parent who has contributed all of these hours. So it's the um, Coach A. Serrano Foundation Award. Okay. And so, Toronto. Okay. yep. So we'll be doing that every single year. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Um, and then we have all these other little ones across the schools and the number of hours. And then everyone will get um, another little gift. And so I'm just really excited to share that you with them. Tell it all. Just give them a I know, date. I know. And you said special, special <laughs> invite, so you're gonna get people all excited. Tell me, how can I come? You weren't invited. Well, so, you got to volunteer. volunteer. Hey, right. that's right, y'all. Oh, I like that. You volunteer. <laughs> So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know what we were doing here in Windsor, now you know. Yeah, and look out for more, y'all. <laughs>